You're listening to the Full Phoenix Rising podcast. A church as a positive disruption for good. Hey, Duncan here, episode number two of 2024, talking about the notion of being with Jesus, being like Jesus and doing what Jesus did. Um, Not a new concept. Um, I think this is probably the motto of like Bridgetown Church, uh, which is John Mark Comer's church. But I think it captures a healthy sense of the nature of how we want people to grow deeper in a relationship with God. Um, I really love the way uh, Sammy Haddon at Northside says this. He says, we, we want people to belong before they believe and believe before they obey. Have a feeling that that might actually be an Andy Stanley idea. Um, but, you know, like it's always someone's idea in the end, right? And we're ripping a lot of this stuff off from, you know, first century Jews who later are being ripped off by some monastery in the 12th century. Anyway, the idea is is that when it, when it comes to a relationship with Jesus, there's there's no pre-work, okay? So... Let me give you an example of this from Scripture. So this is Mark chapter 1, 14 to 20. Um, uh, I'm going to pick up from verse 16, okay? As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake. They were fishermen, and he says to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. So we have two individuals who are professionally trained as fishermen. They've got like no temple experience. Well, they probably do because they're in that culture, but they're not, they're not practicing to be rabbis in any way, shape or form. And Jesus says to them, just come and follow me. There's no pre-work. There's no pre-assignments. There's no preparation before an individual comes to follow Jesus. And so the notion of is... Um, uh, belonging before we believe um, or just being with Jesus. So, so when it comes to a context of church, is it possible for an individual who has no prior experience with the church to come into a church and just sit there? I don't know the rules. I don't know the regulations. I don't know the practice. But what I have permission to do is make a whole bunch of mistakes and figure it out along the way. And in the process of figuring that out, maybe I move from being with Jesus to start being like Jesus. And that's the notion that Jesus is carrying here with a fisherman, is what I need you to do is just come and follow me. And once you come and follow me, maybe you start to see the things that I'm doing and the impact that that has and the way it completely transforms people's lives. And as a result of that, maybe you'll start to imitate that. And in doing that, you'll start to do the things that I do. That's the notion. So as an individual walks into a church, do they have permission to just sit and be with Jesus? We just want you to be here. You don't need to know any answers. You don't need to have any solutions. But 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 in being here, do you have a curiosity and a willingness to just listen and figure it out? If Jesus is who he says he is, does that mean that you're going to go from being with Jesus to being like Jesus? And maybe you start to do the things that he does. Belong, believe, and then obey. And if we get that order right, then suddenly people have permission to show up and not know what's going on. But that's okay because we want you to figure it out and we want to give you the space and the time to do that. And so in doing that, 
three important kind of Christ-centric questions that we need to ask is, is how do we be with Jesus? How do we be like Jesus? Uh, how do we do the things that Jesus do? And the concept is around the idea of discipleship. So what if a journey to discipleship, Peter, Peter Gregg concept, sees us going, see, sacrifice, and celebrate, and it's like a circle. And that circle um, starts with see. We're going to take a moment, and as we relax into the promises of Jesus, we're just going to see the ways that God... That Christ is at work in us and that Christ is work through us, right? Most of us have the emotional intelligence to realize there are things that God is working out in our lives and we might be a little bit resistant to that. And in the notion of this very passage, at some stage we need to drop our nets and make a decision to do something about that. So we can sit there and see God's, God's working on me here. God's doing this in my life, Okay. And so our ability to see and recognize those places and in those ways becomes really important because after we see it and we acknowledge it, what we need to do is do what happens in this passage. So it happens twice. I'll make you fishers of men. And at once they dropped their nets and followed them. And then two verses lay without delay, he called them and they left their father Zebedee in a boat with hired men and follow him. In both instances, they make a conscious sacrifice. So in the notion of discipleship, it's not just enough for us to see the different workplaces that God is at work in us and through us, but it requires us to consciously make a sacrifice. Um, I, at the start of this year, made a conscious decision to quit social media, just off it, off Facebook, off Instagram. It's got a bunch of ramifications, makes it really, really hard to get in contact with me. But I just felt like for this year, as I was figuring out my rule of life, I wanted to be creative. I wanted to be a creator. And when I'm on social media, I'm just consuming that. I'm not feeling inspired to make it. And so I wanted to set aside a year where I had the capacity to do that. It meant sacrifice. Um, there's a bunch that I'm missing out of. There's a bunch that I don't know what's going on with. Um, kind of makes me a bit annoying when you see me and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm not on social media. That's a bit frustrating. I get that. But I felt like if I wanted to start being really proactively creative for God, then I had to sacrifice something. And the thing that I needed to sacrifice was social media. It frees up more time, feel like I can be more present. Um, and then that, that springboards a whole bunch of other stuff. And in this passage in Mark 1, what we see is them dropping their nets, releasing themselves from their previous profession so that they might be with Jesus. James and John leave their father. There is a sacrifice to family that takes place here so that they can be with Jesus. And in doing that, they go on a journey where they can grow deeper in a relationship with God. And so if we're willing to make a sacrifice then what happens is that that work starts to find its completion. And in doing that, we need to move on to the third stage, which is celebrate. Celebrate all the different ways that God's been at work in your life. So at the end of the year, we do a celebration service. And I'm not particularly good at preparing for it, but the idea is simply we just want to celebrate all the different ways that God's been at work in us or through us this year. So 
pantry, um, baptism, small groups, uh, cafe, just everything that we're doing on site. What are we doing? How's it going? How, how are we winning? What does it look like in small group ministries? What does it look like in children's ministry and youth group? Like whatever it is, I want to celebrate it, the ways that God has been working in us and through us. And the notion is then is that we kind of pull ourselves out of suffering servant mode. You know, it's not just about solely bleeding for God. At some stage, we we pause, have a meal, and celebrate what God's been doing, and it's the difference between like a you know a, a holy, pious individual who we can see is very holy, but we don't necessarily want to be like them, to actually taking the moment to celebrate all the things that are going well, moves us back towards a place where we can see the new works that God is doing in our life. So if the process of sanctification is both instant and ongoing, then we are permanently in this kind of um, rotating season of see, sacrifice, and celebrate. And in doing that, we can relax into the promises of Jesus and see all the different ways that he's been at work in us. And then we make our sacrifices so we might see the perfection of those works. And when we start to see that transformation, we start to see that change, we start to pause and celebrate those moments. A um, couple of really great uh, quotes that were shared with me. Um, Eugene Peterson, following Jesus doesn't get us where we want to go. It gets us where Jesus wants us to go. And then also Dallas Willard says, any sacrifice on the way to knowing Jesus is the bargain of a lifetime. So if we want to be with Jesus and we want to be like Jesus and we want to do what Jesus does, then we need to acknowledge that Jesus is the one who is calling us not to a work, but to a promise of a new life, one that has already been paid for us, but it does require us at some stage to sacrifice and drop the nets so we might carry and cling to Jesus. When the celebration ends, we have been called to a new revelation, which is where Jesus is again. All right, we'll see you again next week. Bye.